Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Gosh, what a mess on this closet shelf. Where is my hat? Are you talking to me? Well, I'm talking to somebody. I can't find my hat. Well, for goodness sakes, dear, are you leaving already? We haven't even finished breakfast. Well, I have. Since I'm early today, I thought I'd stop and get my hair cut. Look, oh. where is my hat, will you? Well, let me see. What's that on the floor of the closet? Honestly, sort of in the back. Would just... Oh, oh, well, how'd they get there? I suppose when you came home last night, you opened the closet door, gave your hat a toss, as you usually do, yeah. and it missed the shelf and went on the floor. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll see you tonight. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute now. I've got a letter I want you to mail. And Effie, didn't you have a couple letters you wanted mailed? Oh, oh, yes, sir. They're upstairs. I'll get them. All right, now, let's step on it, will you, both of you? I'm in a hurry. I'll be backing the car up. All right, I'll bring them out, dear. Wait a minute, then, Effie. Don't go upstairs. Don't go upstairs. Aren't these your letters? Oh, oh, yes. Right here on the yes, that's right. I did bring them down, but I haven't any stats on them. Well, that's all right. I've got some, I think. Mm. Well, honestly, I thought I had some right here. <laughs> really never fails when you're in a hurry. No, you never no, can find no. what you want. Well, I saw some stamps yesterday on the nest. Oh, now what? Where is he? Well, he hasn't backed the car out yet. He must be still in the garage. He probably rubbed up against some grease or something. <laughs> oh, yes, I suppose. Oh, here are the stamps. You oh, want three? You. Oh, you want. oh, really? Listen to him. Come on out through the kitchen. Mm. Betsy. Betsy, dear, you better hurry and finish your breakfast. What's your father doing? I don't know. He's in the garage yelling about something. Oh, what's the matter? I don't know. I couldn't understand him. Mm. Is something wrong, dear? There's something wrong. Is there something wrong? Just, just come here and look at my car. <laughs> Money can buy many things, tangible things. It can also help buy many intangible but equally important things. Education, for instance. Today, our public schools are bursting at the seams with record enrollments. There are shortages of everything but pupils. Shortages of classrooms, of facilities, of qualified teachers. New funds must be found to help relieve the pressure on our public school systems if the nation's youngsters are to receive the first-rate education they need. They must not be threatened by second-rate standards. We must face up to the fact that better schools cost money. Let's raise our sights and re-examine our standards. For complete information on how you and your community can make sure your children receive the first-rate education they need, write to Better Schools, 9 East 40th Street, New York 16. That's Better Schools, 9 East 40th Street, New York 16. Thank you.
know what you mean, dear. You yell at me to come rushing into the garage, and all you say is, look, look. I don't see anything. You don't? No. And I must say, I don't either. What are we supposed to be looking at? You don't see anything wrong with the car? No. No, I don't either. Well, then just take a closer look at the front fender. I don't see anything. Oh, you mean this little bitty scratch here? Little bitty scratch? Is that what you mean? That is certainly what I mean, and I certainly would not call that any little bitty scratch. Oh, for heaven's sake, dear, what hardly shows. I can't even see it at all. Oh, you mean that? All right, all right. I can tell from the looks on your faces that you both knew the car was scratched. <laughs> my, my dear, that is ridiculous. Oh, why, yes. All right, well, all right. You I can stop pretending. Oh. When did you do it? Huh? Yesterday? Now, listen, dear, really. Boy, I knew I shouldn't have let you have my car yesterday. Something told me. I knew it. I, I don't know why you're making such a fuss. Why, you practically need a magnifying glass to see the scratch. You don't need any magnifying glass to see that that, that fender was scraped along the whole length. Oh. By golly, I am so darn careful with this car. Oh, you're too careful with the car. Honestly, why do men always act this way about their cars? You're always polishing and wiping and hollering if anybody even gets a fingerprint on it. Yes, my goodness, it isn't, isn't even any fun to go riding with you. You're so worried about everything. Well, by golly, I, I don't like that. By, by the a... one time that I was in an accident, did I ever tell you about that, Aunt Ethie? This car mm-hmm. swooped out at me from a side street, crashed into me. The time oh. my arm was broken. Oh, okay, now look. It's I... true, so help me. I got to a phone. I called in from the hospital, mm-hmm. and all I said was, dear, I've been in an accident. And he said, oh, now... he, I said, dear, I've been in an accident. And he said, how's the car? I oh, did not. Those I... were your first words. They those were not. Boy, they were. how do you make things up? Honestly, you told me all about your broken arm before I even mentioned the car. Uh-huh. I don't know how you could even think about the car at a time like that. Oh, excuse me, will you let me get in? I've got to get to the office. I might have known this would wind up with me being in the wrong. Look, I am sorry about the scratch. It must have happened when I drove into the garage, dear. I thought I heard something. Yeah, but that was it. Well, if you men would stop designing cars that are getting wider and wider and longer mm-hmm. and longer and yeah, longer. It's the man's fault again, I noticed. Well, <laughs> she's right. Oh. Now what? Oh, for... did, did, did you have the kids in the car yesterday? Well, yes. Why? Oh, did Betsy have a lollipop? Uh, yes, she get did. Get a cloth. Get a cloth, well, will I'll you, get, please? Get one, Aunt Effie. Yes, will you? Well, what's sticky? The steering wheel is sticky. Oh, I don't see how the steering wheel could... Oh, oh, yes. I, I guess she uh, she must have crawled out this side. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Everything is sticky in here. Wet the cloth, Aunt Effie, will you? And bring the whisk broom, too. Crumbs all over the well, place. The just... seats, the floor. Look at this car. All right, get out. Oh, I'll this whisk is it out. ridiculous. Oh, you I... are so fussy. Well, how'd you get crumbs all over? Well, Baby, that's some swibug. Get up. Get up. Come on, oh, get out. What? Now what? Well, what are you looking at? The scratches on the dashboard. Well, we didn't get them there. Here, here you are. Whisk broom and a wet cloth. Now, what's sticky? Everything, well, everything know. is sticky. Really oh, know. look hmm? at the back seat. Well, did you have the dog in the car? Well, yes. Oh, you... Well, you know how disappointed Brownie is if he doesn't go along in the car. Yeah. Yes, he loves riding in the car. My, he just loves to stick his face out into the wheel. Oh, yes. look, look at the hair on the back seat oh, of that car. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was shedding right hmm. now. And the windows, look at him. Well, he put his wet nose on them. They're, they're all slobbered up. Well, I... it washes off. Uh, Honestly. Yes. <laughs> You sound like a fussy old maid. Well, I don't care what I sound like. Doggone it, I like my car looking nice. Oh, I'd never have let you have it if I'd known that this Wipe was going to... Wipe the steering wheel, too, Aunt Effie. 
Well, I'm sorry, but I had to have a car. Mine was being fixed. Yours is always being fixed, mainly because you don't take care of it. It's just plain sacrilege to even let a woman have a car. Mm, get out of the way if you want me to whisk off the front seat. Just women, they, women just have no respect for an automobile. Get no respect at all. I mean, you, you treat it as though it's just something to get your places. Isn't that the general idea of a car? Get your places? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you just look at a car as something to put groceries in when you go shopping or take Betsy to a dancing school or, or, or right, a... And, and a... what do you think of a car as, dear? <laughs> as a thing of beauty. Oh, I see. A thing of beauty. And you, like every beautiful thing, it should be cared for and treated with some consideration. Mm. You, you women just be breeze into a garage, yeah. scraping the fender, slamming on the brakes... Then you bang open a car door so it wrecks the hinges. Then you bang it shut again. You you, you put cigarette ashes all over the floor instead of using the ashtray. Aunt Effie and I don't smoke. No, I've given up cigars. Well, (laughs) all right, very funny. I'm talking about women in general. When when you drive, you you, you just don't look where you're going. You turn into somebody's driveway, running over their shrubbery and gouging out the lawn. When you park a car sideways, you you, you scrape the tires along the curb. You you drive into a parking space, you, you crash into the curb. So the mm. bumpers get all banged oh, up. And my, we women are terrible. Well, I don't see how you men put up with us at all. Mainly because we have no choice. Oh, <laughs> but if you have any sense, we, 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 we just wouldn't let you borrow our car. Give me the damp cloth a minute, Aunt Effie. Oh, yes. I'm afraid the dog drooled all over the back window, too. Yes, and I, I just don't understand it. You women are so fussy about how your house looks, yeah, how you look. How's that look? But by golly, when it comes right. to a car, you, you are just so careless, so careless. I mean, you don't even seem to think about being careful. <laughs> Do you want your car cleaned out? Yes. Then please go in the house so we can work at it. Go in and have another cup of coffee and try to calm down. Well, yes, for goodness sakes, get out from underfoot. Go on, go on, go on. By the time you have another cup of coffee, we'll have the car, your precious car, looking like new. It won't look like new with that scratch on it, I can tell you. It just makes me sick. Women are so darn careless. I mean, there's no excuse for it. Apparently, he hasn't seen the scratch on the back fender yet. No. Heaven help us when he does. Well, I hope he doesn't see it this morning. Mm. Come on, let's hurry. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. He began his career in an obscure California radio station and before long was broadcasting to a West Coast network. Then he became the voice of one of New York City's most respected radio programs, the Housewives Protective League. But Galen Drake's was a voice the entire nation deserved. His is a unique talent. He has a way all his own of getting into the heart and the humor of humanity. That's why today Galen Drake is heard coast to coast every weekday on CBS Radio on his own starring show. In addition to the down-to-earth style of the man himself, there's music and song, a special hymn each week, sparkling personal interviews with people Galen knows you want to meet. A master of the spoken word whose words cast revealing light on life's lighter side, Galen Drake brings America the truth about itself wrapped in smiles. Every Monday through Friday, at this same address, listen for The Galen Drake Show. Get a load of sense, tastily mixed with nonsense. From CBS Radio's Galen Drake. Very nice, very nice. Thank you very much. I'll see you tonight. Yes, all right. Goodbye, dear. <sighs> Did he notice the scratch on the back fender? No, thank heavens. Oh, mm. you'd have hurt him if he had. <laughs> <sighs> well, 
Now, let's us relax and have some coffee. Oh, hmm? yes, I should say. <laughs> oh, there. Betsy, you better get ready to go, honey. You'll miss your school bus. Oh, you are ready. <laughs> well, I can't find my hat. What's the matter with Daddy? Oh, I don't know. Oh! heavens, what was that? I don't know. Come on. Oh, oh my goodness. Gee, Daddy, what did you do? We better get back in the house. Come on. Yes. What did Daddy do? He backed out, dear, without opening the garage doors. <laughs> oh, Aunt Effie. Oh, good heavens. After all that lecture about women being careless. Get back in the house. <laughs> Aunt Effie, Betsy, go on. Get in. Gee, shouldn't we see if Daddy's hurt? He's not hurt. But I don't think he's in any mood to have us hanging around asking how it happened. <laughs> Oh, my. Backing out with the doors closed. Well, it's not really very funny, Aunt Effie. Garage doors are expensive. Oh, I know, dear, I know. Well, it isn't very funny, but somehow I just can't help laughing. Betsy, you go on out the front door now so you don't meet Daddy. Go on, dear. Go on now. Go right on out the front oh, door. Oh, my. Be a long time before he lives this down. <laughs> Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and Francie Myers and is produced by Walter Hart.